Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Jeff Dahl, Senior Pastor of Stockbridge Community Church. I want to say thank you for joining us online. It is our prayer that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our Sunday services at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., or 12 p.m. If you'd like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply click the Give Online link at the upper right-hand corner in your web browser. And let me say it again. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, good morning, everybody. So good to see you today. Thank God it's not raining on a Sunday, huh? Wow, yes, 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 yes. Well, before I get started, I want to say a big thank you to everyone. Uh, last week we celebrated, Rhonda and I, uh, being the pastor here for 20 years uh, at this, uh, our church, not at this present location. Of course, we moved several times, but we've been the pastor of this church for uh, 20 years. And we want to say thank you for all the cards, the kind words, the notes, the Facebook posts. All, everything was just wonderful. And last Sunday night, if you got to be a part of that, that was just amazing. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, this morning, as we continue our series called Let Hope In... I want to teach you something today that every one of you needs. So would you just turn to your neighbor right now and say, this is for you. Go ahead and tell them right now. This is for you. This message is for you, okay? Not this bud's for you. This message for you. Never mind. Okay. Anyways, I guess you guys don't watch football. (laughs) So we're talking about learning how to forgive. And this morning, I want to teach you um, or ask you a question in your life, maybe you've had the situation. Have you ever had someone like betray you? If you live long enough, you're going to have that happen. You're going to have someone betray you. And, and what makes betrayal so difficult for us to handle is, is that it's people that we place confidence in, that we count on, that all of a sudden did something to us that hurt us when we were putting our confidence in them. You know, if, if you don't like a person, it's hard for them to betray you, right? Because you don't trust them anyway. But it's the people that you give your trust to, and then they do you wrong, uh, and they betray that trust that hurts. It's almost like a sucker punch, you know? I don't know if you guys saw this on the news about two weeks ago, but they had a big deal about a guy just walked up and just punched the guy, and knocked him out, and all this kind of broke his jaw. Just out of nowhere. Didn't even know him, you know? It just hits you out of nowhere. And that's what betrayal is like. It's, it's unexpected. Because you didn't expect that person to do it. And when that happens, it makes us build up these walls on the inside of unforgiveness because we remember what they did to us. And so we have to learn to let that go. So here's what I want you to do. i got a statement that's written on your outline. It'll be on the screen behind me. I want you to read this with me, and I want you to read it out loud. You ready? Here we go. Let's read this. You ready? Forgiven people forgive people. One more time. Come on. Forgiven people forgive people. And so we have to forgive. And it's very difficult. It's hard because uh, you never like, okay, I'm over that. Then something else happens. So there's four things I want you to remember in order to forgive people. Here they are. We'll get started. The first one I would say is this, is remember how much God has forgiven you. That's the first one. Now, as I get ready to share this with you, I'm not going to share my words. I want to share Jesus' words because his disciples come to him and ask him this question. They said, how many times should we forgive someone? Seven. Jesus said, no. 
70 times seven? Jesus said, no, more than that. And so he gives this story about forgiveness. Look at it with me. It's found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18 and verse 23. It says, Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. Now remember, Jesus is telling this story. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to, brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Okay, so the guy owed him a lot, said you can't pay it back, so I'm going to take everything you got, your wife and kids included. That goes on. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay you back everything. Notice what happens here. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. So here's this guy who has a huge debt. He had accumulated such a high debt that he said, okay, you, don't, you can't pay me, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take your wife, I'm going to sell her as a slave, I'm going to take your kids, I'm going to sell them as a slave, and then possibly your grandkids will be slaves in order to pay this debt back because it's so high. In other words, you're never going to be able to pay it back. Let me stop right here just a second. This guy who run up this debt, it cost his wife, it was costing his kids and his grandkids. I have people say this to me all the time that, you know, we have a, we have a generational curse in our family. That's what they say. We, you know, we, have a, we just have this curse in our family. I want to tell you something. I don't believe in generational curses. I believe in generational bad habits. I think that, you know, that people start this habit and they do this for a while and they just pass that habit down from generation to generation. So it's time for somebody like you to stop it. And I, I think one of those things that we have to struggle with is unforgiveness. And Jesus said this debt was so high, but the man chose to forgive the debt. Now, as I say that, remember this, that Jesus is telling the story to give us a point. And the point is this, is that that is what God decided to do for us, is that God decided that he would forgive our moral debt. You see, because he had a choice. His choice was either, I can make you slaves, you and I, to where you could keep trying to do good, do good, make, you know, make sacrifices and so forth to earn God's approval and cover your debt, or either... He could forgive your debt, and God chose to forgive our debt. Look at the next verse with me. It's one of the most famous verses of the whole Bible, and it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not what? Perish. That's right. In other words, you shall not die because of your debt. Shall not perish, but have eternal life. John three sixteen. So Jesus was saying that God looked at you, and he looked at me. And when he looked at us, he was moved with compassion. He had sent his son Jesus to die a cruel death on a cross that you and I should have died. It should have been us. It was our debt. It was not God's debt. It was not Jesus' debt. It was our debt that we had accumulated, our moral debt, and we should have died. And this is what I want you to know is that somebody had to pay the price. Just like, remember the story, Jesus said, okay, this guy owed 10,000 bags of gold. He owed a lot of money he could never pay. But listen, the guy forgave the debt, but in order to forgive it, somebody had to pay it. Does that make sense to you? When someone says, I forgive a debt, if you owe someone 
$10,000, that cost that person $10,000 because they took their $10,000 and they gave it to you. And if you don't pay it back, guess what? They had to pay the price. Does that make sense to you? Sometimes we think that forgiven costs nobody. It's sometimes we think when we're forgiven, it doesn't cost anyone anything. That's not true. Forgiveness always costs someone. And so God was saying this. In order to forgive your moral sins, what you did against God, you could not pay it back. You would, it would take your lifetime. You could not pay it back. So what he decided to do was he decided to let Jesus pay your debt. Did you get that? Jesus paid your debt and my debt. The cross is all about Jesus Christ dying because when we sin, the wages of sin is death. So somebody had to die for your sins. So Jesus died for your sins. It's, salvation is not free, my friend. Somebody paid the price for you, and that is Jesus Christ. He died for you. That must be understood, or you're going to miss the whole thing. So I said, well, I'll just ask God to forgive me, and that's it. No, 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 that's not it. Jesus died for that so that you and I could be forgiven. Forgiveness always costs someone something, and it costs God his only son. Now, here's what I want to say today. Some of you sitting in this room today, you're living unforgiven. In other words, you have, you've racked up this high moral debt. You know you've been doing things that God doesn't want you to do, and you're carrying that all by yourself. And here's the point, is that God already paid the price. You have to accept that, that He paid the price. Jesus stood in your place. He paid the price. And when you receive that and you believe that, then you get forgiven. But it's not until you receive the gift that you get forgiven. And so today I want to challenge you to leave here forgiven today. Do not walk out of here unforgiven. Leave forgiven. And the way you do that is you simply ask God. And I, I put a prayer in your program, and it's under point number four. The reason I do that is because, you know what? You can talk to God. You don't need me to do it for you. I'm just going to give you a few words here that you can read. And if you mean this, this will lead you. If you mean this in your heart, and God will know that, then today you can leave forgiven. The only thing I ask you to do, if you pray that prayer, and you mean it in your heart, if you would check it on the back of this connection card sometime before the service is over, it says, I'm praying a prayer to become a Christ follower, so that I can pray for you as well. Okay, that takes us to the statement again. Forgiven people do what? Forgive people, that's right. So the second thing to remember is this. Remember, you can only give forgiveness after you have received forgiveness. We dive right back into the story. So we just saw that, that, that this guy just forgave this huge amount. Now look what happens here. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. Basically, pennies. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay me back what you owe, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you, pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Now notice what happened. 
Then the master called in the servant. Now, would you read these next three words out loud? I mean, like you got an attitude, like somebody, you know, just cuts you off in traffic. You ready? Here we go. One, two, three. You wicked servant. Mm, man, I seen some horns come out when I said that. You wicked servant. He said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servants just as I had on you? In his anger, his master handed him over to the jailer to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. Now, notice this last line here. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brothers or sister from your heart. Wow. I think he's pretty serious about this forgiveness stuff because it kills you as well. It kills you. You see, hate is our natural response to unfair pain. When somebody does this wrong, that, that, that part of the word, you hit me, I want to hit you back. That hatred, you know. A, now, we don't want to call it hatred, do we? That's a strong word. And who wants to use that word now? No, hatred is this. Hatred is that I want to get even with you. In other words, you hurt me, I want you to hurt. And that's where hatred grows at, is in that thought process, is that we have to be even. It grows in that. It grows in that thought process. But here's what I want you to know, is that you will never be past, let me say it this way, your past will never be your past until you forgive. Did you hear that? Your past will never be your past until you forgive. It just will not happen. I read this, uh, this week in his book, Forgive and Forget, Lewis Smead writes this, Our hate does not even have the decency to die when those we hate die. For it is a parasite sucking our blood, not theirs. See how that works? Some of you right now are being in bondage by someone that died 10 years ago, but you're still allowing that person to hurt you. And God says, let it go. Forgive them. You see, forgiveness does not erase your past hurts. But what it does is it erases the power of your hurts over you. In other words, it doesn't erase the past, but it, it erases the power that it has over your life. Forgiveness <clears throat> allows your past to be your past. I want to ask you today, aren't you ready to move on beyond your past? And see, if you don't forgive it, then you can't move on. You just cannot move on. Jesus knew this. He knew that you can't, you can't help yourself. I mean, you can't help others until you help yourself. It's like if you've ever flown on an airplane, that you know they come in and the stewardess does all her checks, you know, like tells you where the exits are and tells you where the seatbelt is and how to work that. And also, she tells to hold up this little yellow mask. You know, it's a little oxygen mask. She said, if the cabin pressure changes along this flight, then what I want you to do is this mask is going to drop down, but what I want you to do first is I want you to put the mask on yourself, and then I want you to put it on any small children or elderly people or whoever. What she's saying is this, is that if you're dead, you can't help anybody. Dead people can't help anyone. 
And so it's like you have to receive this forgiveness. You have to, you have to receive it yourself before you can give it to other people. Jesus picked this up in Matthew, in the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6 and 12. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus picked up on us and told us this principle. Look what he says. And forgive us our what? Debts, what? Our moral debts, our sins that we've done against you, God, because we've got to receive it first. We've got to take it in first. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. In other words, Jesus was saying, you've got to receive forgiveness before you can give forgiveness. In other words, you can't breathe out what you have not breathed in. You, you say, God, I received it. You paid the price for me that your son died in my place. You forgave my debt, but you also paid the price for my sins. And therefore, I know it hurt you. It was unjust. It was cruel. It was unfair. But in spite of all that, you chose to forgive me. And whatever someone done to you, look at me just a second. I'm sorry for what they did to you. I'm sorry that those people hurt you. I'm sorry that they uh, offended you physically, sexually. I'm sorry that that happened. But what I want to say is this, is that, yes, I know it hurts you. It was painful for you to go through. But you making the choice to, to forgive it will free you. It will free you. So what I want you to do is I want you to... Do something with me. I want you to memorize that Lord, little person, portion of the Lord's Prayer. It simply says, forgive us our debts as we've forgiven our debtors. Many of you already know it, but would you memorize this week? And to, if you just check that on the back of your card, that you will do that. It will help you do it. So just check that, that you'll do your very best to memorize that this week. Why? Because forgiven people, what? Forgive people. That takes to the third thing. The third thing I want you to remember is this. Remember, oh, buckle up for this. Are you ready? This is, this is just worth you being here for. And I'm telling you, I guarantee this is going to be better than what you expected today. Here it is. You ready? Remember, forgiven, remember forgiving is not the same as forgetting. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Why didn't I just start with that, right? Let me ask you a question. If you could forget everything that everybody's done to you, would you need to forgive them? If you could, if you could just put it out of your mind, never think about it again, why would you need to forgive? The reason you need to forgive is because you can't forget. I can't forget. I wish I could. Don't you? I wish I could say, oh, I'm never going to think about that again. And the moment I say, I'm never going to think about that again, I think about it. <laughs> and so do you. Forgiveness is not the same as forgetting. It's just not that. You will never forget, though, until you forgive. Isn't that amazing? You can't forget before you forgive. You just cannot. You say, I want to forget about it. I want to forget it. Well, until you deal with it and forgive it, you will never be able to forget it. So let's look at what, how do we do that? How do we, how do we forgive? The first thing I would say to you, if you want to forgive something, you've got to let it out. That means you've got to figure out how to get it out. And I would say, one of the things I would recommend is maybe talking to a counselor, talking to a pastor, uh, you know, maybe um, telling a trusted friend, getting down and, and maybe writing a nasty letter. I mean, just write it out and then don't send it and burn it. You know what I'm saying? 
just get it out. You've got to get it out. The other thing is you've got to let it go. Let it out, let it go. How do you, how do you let it go? Here's how you do. If you want to forgive, you've got to let go of the desire to get even. That's it. That's what you like. If you want to forgive, is that you quit wanting that person to hurt like you hurt. You quit wanting that person to hurt like they hurt your child or your grandchild or your friend. You just quit wanting them to hurt. And the moment that you quit wanting them to hurt, you will start forgiving. And it'll go from your memory. But you can't want them to hurt every time you see them say, I hope it happens to them. Every time you hear something, you say, I wish that would happen to Fred. You're never going to forgive Fred if that happens. And if your name's Fred, I'm sorry, I'm not talking about you, okay? Look at God's process. Here we go. Isaiah 43 and 25. God is speaking here. God says, I am he who blots out your transgressions, your sins, your moral debts. For my own sake, and notice this last part, and remembers your sin. How? Come on, shout out. How? No more. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. What he's saying here is, he's not saying that God can't remember. He's saying God chooses not to remember. Isn't that amazing? It isn't that God can't, it's God that chooses not to remember our sins anymore. Now, this is how God forgives us. When God forgives us, he chooses not to bring it up to us again. Okay, look at me just a second. All right, everybody, this is crucial to your life. Anytime that the thought comes back up to you about what happened in your past, I want you to know, if you said, God, forgive me for that, whatever it is, if you've said that, God, forgive me for that, I want you to know it is not God. It's going to come from three sources. Here it is. Number one, you're just going to think about it. Something's going to remind you. You hear a song on the radio. You're going to hear something that's going to remind you. It's going to pop in your mind. Number two is somebody else that won't let it go, and they're going to keep reminding you, oh, I remember when you did this. I remember this, and they're going to bring it back up. Number three is the devil. He will make sure that he will make sure to always bring your past up to you. Why? Because if you can keep trying to hide from your past, you can't move on in your future. Who keep bringing it up? But God didn't bring it up. Reminds me of a story that I heard about this. Or let me share the next one with you. Here we go. The next thing is, so he won't mention it to us, and he will not share it with others. Do you know that, that God will not share your stuff with other people? Here's a story. I heard about a pastor or an evangelist one time. This is a guy that went and spoke at different churches all over the, all over the world. And I heard that he was going to this church where there was a lady that was known there uh, that she was known to have helped people by telling them of a past hurt in their life. And so she had this great reputation of being able to, that God would speak to her and she would be able to talk to people about their past. And so this guy had some checkered stuff in his past like many of us have here. And he was embarrassed about it. He didn't want anybody to know about it. So he was scheduled to speak at that church. He was apprehensive. And so the, the, the first night he, he spoke and, and, you know, he met the lady and whatever. And he saw her and he was real nervous. The second night he spoke and he, he saw the lady and she was looking at him a little funny. You know how that is when you're suspicious of people. And so he finally couldn't take it anymore. He went and said, ma'am, I want to know something. Have you talked to God about me? She said, yes, sir, I have. She says, has he spoken to you about me? She said, yes, sir, he has. He said, ma'am, what did he say about my past? He said, she looked at him and said, sir, I want you to know that God said he doesn't remember it anymore. 
that remember our past sins. He helps us with our past hurts. Did you hear that? There's a difference. He doesn't remember it anymore. And God chooses not to think about our sins anymore. He chooses. So if we're going to forgive, we've got to quit mentioning it to everybody else. We've got we to quit you know, talking about it, that internal voice. We can't talk about it, and we can't talk about it to others. And we've got to keep choosing to let it go, choosing to let it go. I want to help you. I'm going to help you today. I'm going to help you forgive because I love you. I want you to do something with me. I want you to learn to let it go. Inside of your program is, a, is an envelope, and there's a card inside. Would you take it out right now? This card says, let hope in. I, wish, I hope everybody will do it because this is your opportunity. God has brought you here for this moment, this divine moment. On that card, it says, forgiven people forgive people, right? You see that? I want you, as I've been talking today from the very first moment that I begin talking about forgiving, something or someone has come to your mind. I want you to write on this blank here, I let it go. Would you do that right now? There's a pen in front of you. Just write it down. I let it go. Come on, everybody. I let it go. Write it down. Once you have written that down, I want you to take the card. I want you to put it back in the envelope, okay? I want you to seal it up. Go ahead and lick it and stick it. <laughs> I know some of you germaphobes going to have a time with that. Hey, just give it to your neighbor if you're that way, you know? <laughs> seal it up. Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to write your name and address right here where it would go, as this, because this is going to be mailed back to you. Just go ahead, write your name and address right there. What I'm going to do in a moment that you don't know, over the next course of weeks or months, I'm going to choose when I'm going to do this. I'm going to mail this card to you and let you know that you let it go. Why? Because forgiveness is a choice you have to make every day, every week, and every month. And I just want to remind you of the decision that you made today to let it go. So if you just write that down. And whenever, I'm not going to tell you when, but sometime it's coming, you're going to get this card in the mail. And you're going to say, yes, I let that go. I'm free. That is no longer over my head anymore. I am free. Now listen, if you row with the person that's sitting beside you today, do not quiz them about this. Because it may be you they just let go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it may be you. You may have, Don't even ask them, all right? Just let it go. I've done these exercises before and had parent, uh, uh, husband and wife get mad at each other and start a whole fight. Just let it go. Forgiven people, forgive people. That takes us to number four. Remember this. Remember the cross of Jesus. Paul says this. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. In other words, that's hate, isn't it? That's just it. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted. Now, let's look at the last line. I want you to read it with me together. Come on, read it out loud. Here we go. Forgetting one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Okay, we're about to take communion. I want to share something with you that's going to rock your world. How do you forgive? 
Are you ready? This, this is worth you coming for. I'm not kidding. I know this sermon's better than you thought it was going to be. I know it is. How do you forgive? I've had to practice this my whole entire life, and here's what I've found to be true that works. I cannot just forget, so I have to change the channel. Here's how it works. When I start thinking about, because out of nowhere, it just popped in my brain. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I, I thought I put that out, but I, I mean, just out of nowhere, I mean, it pops up what somebody did to me, and all of a sudden, that rage comes up. Pops up. So what do I do? I, I have to change the channel. I have that thought comes in. I start remembering what someone done to me. I change the channel by remembering what Jesus did for me. Did you hear that? You, you, you're going to, that's the difference, is you have to change the channel. When it comes flooding in your mind what someone did to you, you remember, you have to remember, I remember what Jesus did for me. He paid my price. He died on the cross. He was beaten to death. He bore the crown of thorns. He was beaten on the back. His beard was plucked out. He was slapped around. He was sped upon. All of that happened just for me, and he forgave me. He bore my debt. So whatever someone has done to me is nothing compared to what Jesus did for me. Amen? Amen. So today... We're going to reflect on what Jesus did for us. That's what communion is all about. Would you stand with me now? I'm going to ask our prayer partners to go ahead and make their way on up. This morning, communion is about examining yourself. The Bible says examine yourself first before you partake in it because it's all about remembering what Jesus did for me instead of focusing on what someone did to me. As we sing this song, these people are up here to pray for you, with you about anything that you want. Maybe some of the letting go today is maybe you want to come and just have one of these people pray with you. If not, in your seat right now as they sing this song, I want you to begin to reflect on your relationship with God. Right now is the time. Maybe if, you, maybe if you've just got sins between you, now is the time to confess that. Just go ahead and make things right with God. Let's do it as we sing this song. Thank you again so much for joining us online at SCC. I would love to know that you're out there listening and be able to connect with you. If you would, email me at jeffdaws at sccview.net. The spelling of my name is J-E-F-F. D-A-W-S. I pray you have a blessed week and join us again soon.